This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. After 25 years in music, Damien Dorado has released his 19th album. That's right, 19th album. It's called What's New Tomboy. It shouldn't be a surprise to know I was here all along. We both saw the signs right before us. Damien joins me now to talk about the record. Hello, Damien. Hi, how's it going? So 19 albums, that is a lot. Yeah. What fuels your creativity? Uh, I think I'm just sort of, uh, yeah, I just sort of answer the call of the the songs that sort of show up in my life. And that's all it really is. And uh, I've been doing that a a lot as of late, you know. So uh, since this, uh, yeah, since I've been home and uh, not touring and I've sort of been, I've been writing a lot more material than I thought I'd be ever ever write. So it, it's really interesting. So yeah, that's kind of what I do. I just sort of I'm sort of like a slave to the songs. <laughs> yeah. How do you think your songwriting has changed? Like how how would you describe how it's evolved? Oh, uh, I think I'm in a place presently where lyrically it's far more abstract than I thought it would ever be, and. It's also melodically speaking, I am I'm really I'm really becoming a lot more open and just I don't know more expansive as far as like melodies are concerned. I'm just a little bit more open than than I was before. I'm not following like a, I'm not following like like a strict regimen or formula. I think what I which is what I used to do quite a bit, uh, sadly to admit. So. Yeah, I think, you know, your point about saying, you know, your lyrics are a little more abstract. I feel like you you hear that definitely uh, in, in this record. Like your lyrics did stand out to me. You paint a picture in your songs. And and sometimes I can't tell if, if you're telling like a fictional story or something that you've lived yourself. So when you look back at this record, what would you say the ratio of the tracks in this album are fiction versus reality in terms of the story that you're painting within your lyrics? Well, I think it's all fiction uh, mixed in with with a lot of reality. <laughs> if that's uh, if that's mm-hmm. a, uh, that's kind of an interesting way of uh, uh, describing it, I think that it, it's all it's all truth in the fact that I see myself in a lot of the of of what I'm doing lyrically, but for the most part, it is fiction. But I, again, it's sort of like. Um, It'd be no different if you were watching a movie and you find yourself identifying with characters within the film. That's sort of what it's like for me. It's not necessarily about me, lyrically. You know, these again, this is all fiction, but, but I'm definitely seeing myself uh, in a lot of the, the things that I sing about. Can you talk about your song, Arthur Aware? That one really stuck out to me where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I feel like you're singing a song about someone else. Tell me more about this song and, and the story that you're telling here. Arthur Aware is really about, um, there's lots of themes. I, I honestly don't know if I could, I actually, I don't even know if I know what that song's about, to be honest with you. I think there are themes that I recognize, which is like disrespect, uh, maturity, recklessness, is sort of the act of growing up versus you know your younger days where you were you know a little bit more more reckless I guess I think it's about recklessness you know I'm talking about like you know people who step through plate glass windows and 
you know, drink, a, you know, drink, uh, drink a lot and uh, show disrespect to the people around them. You know, to be honest with you, it, it's always a funny question. Uh, when I when I get to the, the the questions about like what the songs are about, I honestly have a hard time answering that sometimes because I don't even know what the songs are about. <laughs> I really and I really do mean that. I have no idea half the time. I, for me, it is it's just like you know, it's sort of like reading a, a teleprompter. If you were if you were broadcasting news, right? If you're an anchor man or anchor woman, you are basically you're saying what's ever in front of your face. And this sort of the same thing with me. Um, there's not much time to dissect what I'm really saying if it's sort of coming in at a rapid pace. But instead of a teleprompter, it's my, it's, it's my, it's my own mind. And then when, it's already, then when it's already out there and said, I'm not really going through and editing anything either. I just sort of leave it as is. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't really, yeah, I never know what the song's about, really, honestly. And so, you know, for you, like, what is the songwriting process like? Is it just kind of like you sit down, you start playing, and then, you know, things start flowing out lyrically, and then you're like, oh, that's the song. It just kind of comes, or, or are there layers to your process? There's not many, there's not many layers. Um, you know, the process is basically saying, I always say I'm constantly on call to the song and to the craft. So, um, I, I can't tell you how many times where I've been, you know, watching a movie, you know, with my wife or, or I'm, you know, uh, with friends or driving somewhere and it just shows up, you know, or middle of the middle of the night, you know, the last few nights have been this sort of scenario where, you know, you wake up at two o'clock or 3am and, you know, out of nowhere, you just have some melody and these words, uh, and then you sort of entertain that, you know, you, I might get out of bed and which I usually do, you know, write it down, try to remember what I'm melodically what I'm going for at that moment. And then I just go back to bed, you know, um, I've had it happen countless times. I'm probably the most annoying person to watch a movie with because I'm the person who always says, can you pause it? You know, and I'm, I'm not going to the bathroom. I'm going to like in the next room to write something down, you know? So I'm always sort of, I feel like I'm always on call for the songs, which is fine because I think once you, once you allow the songs to know that you're, you, that you're ready and available no matter what time of day or what you're doing, the songs will... Uh, I think reward you greatly. Yeah. I understand you also make some conscious decisions to distance yourself from technology. Um, yeah. You know, when I was scheduling this interview, I was told you didn't have a computer, right. didn't have a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> right. So can you can you talk about the ways that you distance yourself from technology and, and why that might be important to you? Well, a lot of this has to do with um, my inability to... Um, normally function as as one with moderation i don't know moderation uh to give you a little bit of background uh with me you know i've struggled uh with you know substance abuse and i'm an alcoholic you know uh in recovery so 
you know, I, I found that when I quit those things um, years ago, that <laughs> I was just replacing it with something else, right? Whether it be like, you know, cigarettes or loads of caffeine or, you know, Taco Bell drive throughs you know? Um, mm -hmm. it, and so for me, uh, you know, once I got a hold of, you know, a smartphone or, or, you know, social media, it, I, I was just always on it, you know? And for me, I just sort of like, I don't know. It, I found it was really kind of messing with me, like in a creative way too, you know, I thought, and I, and as I was using it, I was thinking to myself, you know, I could really be, you know, I could really be, I could really use to be open more, I think, to these songs. And, and if I'm, if I'm distracting myself constantly by uh, social media or technology or what have you, I'm, I'm sort of like shutting myself off to that. Right. And I want to remain open to the, to my creativities. And so I find that this stuff really does, uh, help me in a great way. Um, and you know, and nothing against nothing against this stuff. I I, I could only do it just for me. I'm I'm not like <laughs> I'm not on a, I'm not on a, on a crusade, you know, to change people's minds. Or you know, I can only live for myself. And, and so I've made that decision, you know, just to to not be on on any social media platform um, or a technology. So that's all. Well, that's inspiring, especially in this day and age. It's awesome that that you're able to do that. <laughs> well, it, it has its <laughs> it has its uh, downfalls. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, I may be around someone who mentions something I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. You know, uh, whether it be a movie or a TV show or you know even news half the time. You know, I mean, we're living in a day and age where news changes like every second, right? So. It's, it's really hard to keep up with that. Yeah, it's really hard to keep up, you know? So, um, you know, obviously the coronavirus has impacted musicians immensely, you know, the past month or so. And I'm just curious, you know, from your perspective, I mean, you're releasing an album right in the middle of this. Um, I don't know if you had tour dates, uh, you know, lined up, but how has, you know, this pandemic impacted you as a musician? Well, you know, there were, there were shows scheduled, you know, um, well, I was supposed to be playing, I think, this weekend in Seattle, and um, and then that got postponed, and then to a later date, and then a much later date. Um, so the, yeah, there there really dead. There, you know, there has been um, there have been shows that have been moved or postponed or sometimes even canceled. And, you know, it's a bummer. You know, but I just, of course, I under, I understand. You know, it, this is this is a very tough time and a very strange time. You know, that we're going through. I think. It doesn't affect me that much because I, I'm not really a musician who tours albums anymore. I just sort of tour when I want to tour now. So That's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the I think a lot of the, I think the standard quote unquote way of touring and doing things as a quote unquote musician I, that sort of took the took all those and just kind of burned the book. And if you will, um, and sort of decided to go my own way. And part of going my own way was just realizing, okay, I don't really need to tour a record because most tours are surround they are designed around a record. But, but but those tours are, you know, they have light, they have lighting guys and sound guys and uh, bands and buses and vans and 
I think those kind of tours are really f- more for designed more towards quote unquote entertainers. And I'm not really so much an entertainer. I'm a songwriter. So I'm a kind of a guy that just sort of shows up in your town with a, with a cruise guitar. Uh, and that's it. You know, there's not much. So I guess the whole thing, it doesn't really affect me that, that all that much. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like, you know, I've talked to so many musicians and they're like, well, touring is the only way to make money as a musician these days. Yeah. So how have you been able to make it work, you know, being a musician, you know, and, and not have to tour or decide not to tour all the time? Well, I'll tell you, I, I've been very fortunate enough, you know, I, I've been very fortunate enough to, to work with um, some great record labels that have great percentage splits. And that's, that's awesome. But besides that, you know, there's also, you know, publishing money, which I've also been able to, um, to do as well, you know, like whether it's like, oh yeah, but you know, so-and-so network, like a song for this two minute scene, you know, or whatever. So I do stuff like that as well. Um, like writing, uh, for other things. So, so yeah, so it, yeah, so it's not just, it's not just touring for, for me. I, I do other things as well. Not to mention though too, is that like, you know, this is like, you mentioned my, like my 19th record, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of records, you know? So, you know, that's a lot to, that's a lot of, it's a lot of product to accumulate from, I guess, you know, so long as they're selling. Yeah. So, yeah. I've been speaking with Damien Gerardo, his 19th record, What's New Tomboy, is out now. Damien, thank you so much for chatting today. Thank you so much. It's only fair to tell you, Linda said to me, I know what you see I know what you think There are things There are people There are things There are people Then reaching for her keys She walked me to my side of
That was Sound and Vision. You can hear an extended version of this interview on the broadcast of Sound and Vision, which airs Saturday from 7 till 9 a.m. on 90.3 FM in Seattle and broadcasting worldwide at KEXP.org. Damien and I will talk about living in L.A. for two years and why he recently moved back to Seattle. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It only takes about two minutes of your time, and you would really, really, really make my day if you reviewed this podcast, subscribed to it, and rated it. Also, if you have the means, consider giving a one-time $20 donation to this podcast at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks so much for listening, and I now leave you with the final question of the show, why does music matter? And we got a pretty good answer from Damien Gerardo. I think music, man, music really does matter. I mean, for me, it is such an important part of my life. I am a person, I'm not just a musician, I'm a massive music fan. So I love music. It, it's it's always going, I, I often think that I could feel it. Like almost like a, like like a current or like like electricity always going through my body, uh, just as just as much as I feel the breath coming into my lungs, right, or light, you know, coming into my eyeballs. Like I'm telling you, I think music is a current for me, and um, I'm always like turned on, you know, by it. And uh, it's a it's a it's healing, right? It's a very it's a very healing thing. It I think it changes as I think there's been. There's been studies upon studies that show this too, is that music has a very healing effect on people because it changes our physical makeup, right? It changes our mental and emotional makeup, our spiritual makeup. And uh, man, that's a very, very intense, (laughs) that's a very intense thing. So to be a musician, I think musicians, you know, that they get to be a part of this, right? It's almost like getting to be like a, you know, take part in like uh, on the world of physicianry, I guess, if that's even a word, you know? Yeah, because you're you're part of this really great thing that, that, that brings healing and comfort to people. You're doing this thing that people can attach memories and parts of their lives to. And that is really, really, really cool. So to be a part of that, I mean, I mean to say I'm honored is just, yeah, that's an understatement, you know? But yeah, I, it does matter. It, I, you know, I think it it changes things. It, fa- it changes the physical makeup of just not just who we are as people, but also the world around us as well.